Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, I pray that this morning you might bless your word and that your word might be a good seed that comes into good soil, a good heart, Lord, that's welcoming your word so that it produces a harvest of fruitfulness that we might enjoy life as you intended, that there would be times of refreshing, that you would come and heal our land, Lord, heal our families, heal our marriages, our parenting and our children, our economics, our workplace. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that your word not return void, but it would be a lamp unto our feet, that we not stumble and fall, Lord, that we might step up and live the life that you intended. Bless your word and that it not return void, but that it would serve the purpose for which you send it. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen and amen. So the attentiveness of our soul is super important. Um, A lot of people, just like those who neglect their spirit, there are those who neglect their soul. And so super important. If we start in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, the Bible tells us to turn from the way we're walking. Turn. Uh, quit, quit living life the way you're living it. Um, in the last couple of days, you, you know, uh, we, we announced on Wednesday that my aunt, who we prayed for last week, we prayed for Estella, we prayed for a peaceful transition into eternity, that same night, she passed on to eternity. She passed away last Sunday night. Um, and so, you know, you, you, you live your whole life with an aunt, and she becomes very close, and she becomes an uh, integral part of the family. And, and years, years go by. I'm 51 years old, so that's how, how long I, I, I was aware of her existence. And then when she passes on, if you're not careful, your soul becomes weary. You're like, you're shaken. Uh, for some people, they lose a spouse or they lose a child. And I, I was talking to several people this week. I was what would be the experience of losing a child in a car accident or an illness? And, and that weighs heavy on the soul. But here, um, part of the message of Christian good news is repent, therefore. The word repent is metanoia. Turn around in the way you think and be converted. Allow your soul to walk in a different dynamic that your sins may be blotted out. Uh, Sins in the soul are a heavy burden to carry. Um, Every time I see somebody, they tell me, Pastor, I'm okay. And I see their face. I know they're not okay. I know that the soul weighs heavy and it's weary. And, And while they want to be, have refreshing, um, the sin is weighing heavy on their hearts so that if you repent, times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Um, every time I read this verse, I, I, I recall that dew that falls from heaven. I don't ever, if you ever seen an early morning in, uh, in, in a mountainous um, a territory, you see that the fog is falling, refreshing in the morning. There's nothing that is more inspirational than a dew that falls from heaven. 
and, and you see that it comes to refresh. The opposite of the blight of a desert where there's no dew, there's no water coming, there's no, what do they call that, greenhouse effect. When you're walking the way God wants you to walk, there's a greenhouse effect of refreshing. And, and it doesn't matter what comes into your life, you're just constantly renewed in the presence of the Lord. But it requires you to understand that the soul is something you must care for. The soul. Uh, let's read, I think it was 1 Thessalonians 5.23, this is the first time, yep, First Thessalonians 5.23, the first time I ever even knew that this component existed in my life. Up until the age of 16, 17 years old, I didn't even know we had a soul. Who knows how we, that we have a soul? And I read this verse, you read it with me, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely the word sanctify is is separate do something that's apart don't mix it up and don't bring it in sanctify you completely what's completely so that your whole spirit we talked about it last week now we're going to talk about the soul your whole spirit soul and then the physical body these three elements are super important um, that you would nourish that you would take care of that you would feed um, guys who don't know how to govern their spirit we read it last week I think it was Proverbs 25 28 it says a man who can't take care of his spirit is like a city without walls he who has no rule over his own spirit is like a city with broken down walls Subject to being stolen, if you're not careful, all the precious things and treasures in your life are taken. Uh, now going back to 1 Thessalonians 5.23, how about one who doesn't know how to take care of his soul? We know the devastation of somebody who neglects his spirit, but how about somebody who doesn't know that the soul is integral in man? And so um, we need to understand, what is the soul? That God has come to save our souls. What is it to, to allow our souls to find its place that it's not uh, totally driven and tossed? There, um, I, I want to suggest too, a, a part of this whole uh, we were created in God's triune existence, triune meaning three, spirit, soul, and body. So last week we, we, we focused on the spirit. This week we're talking about the soul. Where is it that I am being neglectful? Where is it that I'm not being careful with my soul? Um, the last couple of months here, I've been intoxicated with... Um, Dateline, 48 hours, 2020, 60 minutes, all these, these documentary shows. And you see young people uh, in high school primarily that they start off relationships and their souls are captured and enslaved to things that are not timely for the soul. Um, the, the soul being the area of the sentiment of man 
Everything emotional is the soul. Everything, when you're depressed, you can't take an x-ray at depression. But you know the soul is heavy. You know that it's overwhelmed when a person is full of anxiety. Why, why does the body, if you go into a gym and you grab like 200-pound weights and you're like, <laughs> and then, ooh, I, I grab another weight. I can't. I'm sore in my body. Well, some of us are so, uh, sore in our soul. Our soul has been beaten up, has been, you know, the, the loss of life, like, like we were saying with Estella. That, that carries heavy in your soul. The body is refreshed. I slept well. I ate well. I did exercise. But my soul is, is, is yearning. It, it cries. And so the soul here is the part of man that if you're not careful, you're just overwhelmed at degrees and you don't even know why. And so some people sit there and say, I, I don't know why, why I feel exhausted. I haven't done anything. Well, you've been carrying a lot of weight in your soul. And so there it is in 3 John 1, 2, part of being able to prosper in this life is taking care of your soul. And there it is. Here he writes, Beloved, I pray that you might attain to the prosperity in all things. You know, everything that God created for us to enjoy is a refreshing to the soul. Whenever you have gladness and joy and peace, you're like, ay, que rico. What is that? It's the soul. It's, it's making sure that your soul is navigating in life in a manner of refreshing. Because some people being neglectful for the soul, the Bible says they're shipwrecked according to the faith. They're not going anywhere. So, beloved, I pray that you might prosper in all things. Um, can I challenge you this morning that all things means all things? That you enjoy your marriage, you enjoy your family, you enjoy your kids, you enjoy your finance, you enjoy your stewardship, you enjoy your work. Who would ever thought? Yesterday, uh, I, I was partly babysitting all day. Um, one of the gentlemen that was helping me out, and he brought his two children, and one of them is 10, and the other one's 5. That's like the prime of children, right? Your childhood is, is five and ten. The little girl was five, but she looked like she was 15. She's like, she's going a mile a minute. And I continue to say, thank God for women. How many say amen? Doesn't matter. They're little. They're little. She, she said, she, I gave her a Windex bottle and a, and a paper towel. She went to work, my friend. She was like, <laughs> when she had cleaned all my windows and the tables, this little five-year-old punk with Windex. She went Windex mad. She told her little brother, could I do your skateboard? And she grabbed her little brother's skateboard with Windex, and I thought she would do the top. No, she turned it around and did the wheels. Fascinating. You got to see this. Supernatural. So one of the things the father says, because we were, we were together all day, and I, I, I was joking. I, I walked into my house when my wife was there. She was also making preparations. Um, and I said, it doesn't take a village. It takes the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
It takes the, the omnipotent creator to raise a child. You can't do this with a village. You need God. So this to say that the father says, Pastor, every time I hang out with you, I realize something different. You enjoyed my children all day. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it was difficult. But we were having a good time because I realized that God created us to have a good time. It doesn't matter what we're going through. Our soul has to be so enriched and satisfied that even in the difficulties of life, we have something that makes it lighter. So here, the secret to this reality is that you prosper in all things and be in good health. So prosperity, you could say, is a spirit. Uh, in good health is the body. Just as your soul prospers. That third element, I would suggest that if your soul is not healed or restored or made whole, your marriage is a wreck, your finances are a wreck, your future is a wreck. It doesn't matter if you're employed. It doesn't matter if you have tens of millions of dollars in the bank. You're a sorry soul. You're not enjoying the prosperity of life. I see it all the time. People that have abundance through the roof and don't enjoy it and then you have people that don't have anything and their life is full they have decided that they're going to walk in a different mindset and that is this area of the soul so remember prosperity is a place where where as your soul prospers everything else in life prospers and if your soul is not prospering it doesn't matter if you marry the most attractive spouse your soul lingers off onto poverty and famine and um, just, just a loss of all things. But here, it, it ties prosperity to how you nourish your soul. How do how you, um, Pastor, I know how to nourish the soul. Listen to soul music. No, no, not soul music. Uh, when these guys are singing the blues, it's the soul that's crying. If you listen to Chicago's greatest hits, it's the soul. I can't live if living is without you. That's the soul. And if you, if you burden the soul, you destroy the man. You destroy the marriage. You're, you're trying to capture that, uh, honey, I would be happy if you climbed Mount Everest. If, if you took me to, and whatever the the the... the anguish and the famine of the soul is never satisfied outside of God so if you don't know and if you're not careful you'll destroy those around you that's why Proverbs 10 22 says like this it's the blessing of the Lord that makes one wealthy and adds no sorrow see there's a component of life that when you're living it like God intended there's no sorrow the blessing of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow with it. And over there, Paul tells in, in, in Timothy, he says, tell the rich that are trying to capture some satisfaction to their soul that all they're going to do is go through many sorrows. A man who thinks that, that obtaining possessions and obtaining worldly riches makes you happy is a deceived individual it's the blessing of the lord lord 
I want to lead my soul in a manner that is shepherded. We used to sing a song at youth group, shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Lead me and I'll go wherever uh, I will follow, wherever you lead me. So that is why it's very important this morning that we discuss and consider this aspect of our triune existence. The blessing of the Lord, it adds riches without sorrow. It adds uh, prosperity without depression, without sadness. Um, these guys, on Friday, a gentleman walked in Virginia Beach and shot all the employees there. Twelve people died, including himself. And, and you're like, why is the soul of man experiencing so much anguish right here? Um, down the street, uh, a couple of blocks away from our, our neighborhood, a 17-year-old girl was shot uh, at night in front of a, a nightclub, a billiard place. And, and you're like, man, what, what is going on? Why is, why is such, so many things so restless? So here it is, Psalm 1-3. He who meditates upon God's word shall be like a tree planted next to the rivers of water. I want to be at a place where I'm receiving nutrition, nourishment, so that I bring forth the fruit of every season in my life. My leaf shall not wither. Whatever I do shall prosper. Understand this, that if you want to prosper outside of God's purpose, you're a fool. If you think that, that you're going to be able to accomplish things while neglecting your soul, you're a fool. That, yeah, uh, my three boys are studying. I studied. We went, I went to law school. And they're, they're going through law school. They're, they're going to, um, Brandon is, is getting ready for medical school. And we study, but, but our soul is refreshed in the presence of God. Amen. We're seeking God at the forefront of everything we do in life because what it says, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and you do everything and you have everything and you lose your soul? You, you weren't careful, and, and you drove your soul into and over a cliff. You just ambushed your soul. You, you allowed, you neglected your soul, and you got in the wrong place around the wrong people, and all of a sudden your soul starts going through, you know, these, these expressions of anxiety, depression, all the sentiments of a soul. Um, you, you just have to do the... The, the research with respect to how many people in this country are taking antidepressants. It's a multi-million dollar industry. Why? Because man doesn't need a psychiatrist with all respect to Jules. Man doesn't need antidepressants. Man needs to take care of his soul. And then when your wife is, you know, I, I have friends and pastors, friends of mine, their wives are in rehab centers that they're, they're going through severe bouts of depression. And all it is is a soul that is neglected. It's the inner part of a man that needs to be refreshed. And, and there, there's so much instruction in the Bible concerning this. Matthew 11, verse 28, come to me. That's, that's the secret of this whole thing. I just told my son, because I was driving around my son, we're doing all sorts of stuff, and, and we're, we're getting stuff done all day, we're, we're getting stuff done, we're getting stuff done. I said, Nick, 
keep Jesus at the center. Keep Jesus at the center of this thing. Don't, don't, don't lopside your world by allowing something else to take the forefront. Don't let your life come and cater to things that don't have Jesus at the center. And if you do, you stand to be shipwrecked. Because life could grow up. It doesn't matter even in the world's view of prosperity. If you don't have peace, it's worth nothing. If you don't have peace, what good is it to, to, to be the number one at your industry, at your endeavor? You're prosperous. You're successful. You don't sleep at night. You don't, you don't sleep at night. You have to be popping pills. So come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. This is why Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the only answer for man's rest to his soul. Um, there was the... In Iran, there was the head um, spiritual leader of Iran. He had a 31-year-old son who graduated from Harvard who had like... $50 million in his bank account. He's 31, graduates from Harvard, $50 million in a bank, and he goes and kills himself. Why? Because no rest for his soul. There's no refreshing. And so come to me, Jesus says, I'll give you rest, verse 29. Take my yoke. Move in God's direction that feels like a restriction. Learn from me. I'm gentle. I have lowly heart. You will find rest for your souls. This is Jesus shouting out, telling man that he's the answer to man's refreshing. Some people try to come to church and think the church is the one that refreshes the soul. It's not the church. It's Jesus. It's the presence of the Lord here at our gathering. That allows us to find a refreshing for our soul. Verse 30, he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Come into this reality. Come into uh, this way of life. And, and I know it restricts you from all other types of scenarios, but it keeps you at peace. It keeps you at joy. Jeremiah 6.16, the Old Testament, he was saying the same thing. It was a different season, a different time. But he says, listen, go out, stand in the way, and look. Ask for the ancient past. Ask for what God intended from the beginning. There's a lot of people say, well, I just feel that the church is so outdated. It's so old. Yes, just like breathing is. Just like oxygen is, man, it's outdated. Yeah, but you need it. And the church is outdated, but you need it. And you need it just as bad as you do oxygen with respect to walk in this way. Where was the good way? Walk in it. Then you'll find rest for your souls. There's one young man came into my office when we were first pastoring a youth group, and he, said he was suicidal. So his parents brought him to me. He says, I want to kill myself. I said, okay, that's called death. You want to kill yourself. You want to stop living. This, my friend, is called the book of life. This is the book of life. And I told him, he was 19 years old. I said, what in your life is not obeying what's in the book of life? And he says, I'm doing everything this Bible says not to do. 
I go, then you must feel like killing yourself. You must feel like ending your life because you're not living life. So start doing what's in the book of life and you're not going to want to die. You're not going to want to die. It's funny when you're small and you're young and they talk to you about dying and you don't want to. So yesterday, this little 10-year-old boy says, Pastor, I'm in a diet. And his little sister says, yeah, that means he's going to die. And he goes, no, that doesn't mean that. He didn't want to talk about death. And his little sister thought that diet means that she related it to die. So here, I want to ask you, are you looking for the ancient paths? Are you looking for what the men of old look for, the good way? And walk in it. Don't just know about it. Start doing it. Then you'll find rest for your souls. But look, even in that day, he says, but they said, we will not walk in it. How many people know people that don't want to nourish and cultivate and take care of the soul? They're just walking into destruction. They're walking into ruin. Um, The livelihood of my children and the children of the pastors that are in this church, they have an exuberance of life they're like full of like Annabelle's little girls like she doesn't fit on this stage she's like she's loving life large why because her parents have chosen to walk her in the ways of the rest of her soul the 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 refreshing that atmosphere that doesn't grow old um they walked Separately from that, they, you know, I'll tell you something. When your soul is impacted at some level, your, your cheeks blush. Whenever your soul is hit, oh, you're so good looking. You're like, that, that feel good feeling. In Verse 15 says, these people were so past the sensitivity of their soul that they would not even blush anymore. Where they were ashamed, uh, were that they uh, be ashamed when they had committed abomination. No. They did things that, that were wrong to the soul, and they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Are you, is your life in the soul so jaded that your soul is so abused that it doesn't even have sensitivity anymore? Has it been run over so many times through rebellion and sin and disobedience that is to be discarded? That's what happens in the life of a lot of young people. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. At that time, they'll they'll receive the the just punishment. They shall be cast down. They're going to be upset. They're going to be depressed. They're going to be in a sentiment that's contrary to what God created. Look what it says in Psalm 81, verse 13. Then I would have quickly, if if we walk the way God wants us to walk, oh, that my people would listen to me. If, If we listen to today's sermon, if we listen to today's word, he says, if you would walk in my ways, imagine where God is gonna set the course of your soul. Not depressed, not anxious, not stressful. You're going to be floating. That they would listen to my ways, verse 14. Then I would come against all their enemies. I would subdue, that means put them under, 
everything that comes against them and turn my hand against all their adversaries. Everything that wants to suck you dry in the soul, God will kick out of your life. God will beat up on everything that's a parasite who just sucking the life of God out of you. Verse 15. The haters of the Lord would pretend submission to him. They pretend like they're doing good. Their fate would endure forever. Verse 16. But I would feed my people with the finest wheat and with the honey from the rock I would have satisfied you. Jesus is saying, I have the nourishing to your soul that is through the roof. The finest of wheat, the best of honey. This is a great commercial for honey wheat bread. Let's stand tonight. I want you to be concerned about your soul. Soon you'll be married. You'll be responsible for the soul of your spouse. Soon you'll have children. You'll have to keep their soul from being anguished and depressed and upset. Father, thank you for this word. We pray that we would bring refreshing to our soul by being right with you. We pray that we might repent and walk in such a way that we eat off the good of the land. You said that you wish for us to prosper like our soul prospers, that we would be in good health. We pray, Father God, that we not be negligent, negligible. We would be careless to this component of our life called the soul. And we pray, Father, as the deer pants for the waters of a brook, that our soul might pant after you, that we might find our refreshing in you. Not in the things of this world. These things are passing. Not in friendships of this world. They too grow stale. But Father, that we might be renewed in our soul. That we might be refreshed in our spirit. That we might enjoy life as you intended it. In Jesus' name we pray. And the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. Greet one another in the love of the Lord.